atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. All right, all right, all right. Welcome into Celtics Express, the only place for you to find all the NBA intel you desire in less than 20 minutes. As always, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We come to you with recaps and previews several mornings a week. Keep track of us on iTunes, OTG Basketball, the website for all your NBA needs, blog talk, radio, and of course, at Celtics Express on Twitter. Hit us up. Today, we're joined by Celtics studio host for 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, Sean Silver. We'll recap Thursday night's win in Minnesota. Kyrie's return to the lineup with some advanced number crunching. Of course, the skydive Jalen Brown took in the target center. And we'll even beat around the playoff bush as the regular season hits the one-month mark until completion. The Celtics clinch a playoff spot with that 117-109 road win over the Timberwolves. The Green now winners of 6 of 7 since the All-Star break, playing at another level both statistically and through the eye test. The lone loss, of course, that late-game debacle against the Beard, CP3, and company. Boston 46-20, and two games behind Toronto for the East lead. Kyrie Irving, 23 points in this one, eight dimes seven boards and his return from that one game absence from a bum knee which by most accounts just a maintenance night off uncle drew spoke after the game not about his masterful late game efforts but about his backcourt brother in marcus smart and terry rosier they, they really played extremely well together um, especially defensively but now offensively uh, they can make the plays get in the ring and they can play for not only each other but for, uh, there are other guys on the floor but like, their pace picks up, um, and they come in, and they change the flow of the game. And it's just a true testament of, uh, you know, professionals in this league able to come in, know their role, um, make adjustments on the fly, have reactions, and then um, make sure that our lead is cemented or get us back in the game. They've done both all season, so all credit goes to how hard those guys work. And, um, you know, I'm just really appreciate that having this team as Kyrie throwing in there for good measure how they know their role. Rozier pouring in 13 points, 5 of 10 shooting, adding 4 and 4. Marcus Smart continue to prove his value, changing the game on the defensive end, particularly in that third quarter. Minnesota started to make a run, getting to the basket at will, seemingly every time down the court. Coach Stevens brought Smart in. The entire tenor completely changed. And for a guy who's not a scorer, his plus-minus numbers continue to dazzle. Plus 15 in this game, head coach Brad Stevens on the bench play. I thought our bench came in in the second quarter or the end of the first and early second. It was great. We kind of took control of the game. You know, even though they cut it close, I thought we had some real timely baskets. Kyrie's baskets when he came back in. Terry Rozier's baskets. I thought the, uh, the back cut by Monroe that Tice hit him on, you know, those things were big baskets at the time because they were coming back and they were feeling good. The only player higher in differential than Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris at plus 16. His offense carried the season first half stretches. He finished with an efficient 17 points. Morris after the game. It's important for the team. You know, it's a good role for the team. You know, uh, a lot of guys can score. I think our second unit, like I've been saying, one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So first in a row, trying to do whatever it takes for my team to win. 
The much-maligned Uncle Al Horford adding 20 points, 8 boards, 6 dimes, looked really sharp in this game. For Minnesota, Nemenya Bialitsa with 6 threes on his way to a career-high 30 points. Minnesota losers of three in a row for the first time all season. They're 38-29. and 29. They battle it out for the Nuggets and Jazz for that final playoff spot in the West. One guy you may have noticed on the T-Wolves bench, one Derek Rose. He just signed to reunite with head coach Tom Thibodeau and teammates Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson. From his NBA days in Chicago, he did not see any floor time. The biggest moment of the game came late in the third quarter. Jalen Brown scored on a breakaway dunk, but landed on his neck and was briefly immobilized. Just a jaw-dropping moment. Brown walked off the court on his own, then underwent a CT scan, which looked okay. He tweeted after that he had a headache, but was otherwise feeling all right. Concussion protocol will continue through the weekend for Brown. You can check out Celtics Express on Twitter, producer extraordinaire and social media. Maverick Teddy Too Hot putting together a little video montage for you to check out. Marcus Smart spoke on his reaction to the devastating drop after the game. It's terrifying. <clears throat> I mean, I, I know what that fall is like. I've done it in high school like the same way. You know, uh, I was blessed enough to get right back up. Um, but uh, I know exactly, you know, the, uh, the horror that uh, comes with that. And, uh, it's hard to see that. You, know, you don't wish to find anybody. With that, it's time for the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy Too Hot, hit me up. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express customer service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. We welcome in the Sultan of the South Shore environmental champion and swift NBA mind from 98.5, the sports hub in Boston, Mr. Sean Silver. Sean, how's it hanging on that South Shore after Nor'easter Part 2 this week? Hey, we're doing okay. A uh, big tree branch landed on the deck, but it could have landed on the house, so uh, feeling pretty good this morning. But luckily, you got that power back just in time for Thursday night's win over Minnesota. Yeah, I was uh, through, had a few logs uh, still cooking on the fire right as the power came back on, and it made for a toasty even to watch some NBA basketball. Beautiful. Sounds like a slice of Americana right there, Sean. So your reaction to the game? T-Wolves obviously lacking without Jimmy Butler, but they're still a formidable team. I mean, they got some guys who can score the ball in a lot of different ways. Bielitsa was the guy who stepped up last night and just mm. really was throwing it in from all areas of, of the continent. Uh, hitting tons of three-pointers and having a really impressive game. But Celtics did what they had to do to get things done. Uh, whether or not you want to say that this was a, a win against you know one of the better teams in the Western Conference because they didn't have Butler last night. Uh, Kyrie and Horford cleaned house pretty much. Uh, you had some nice contributions. Rozier and Morris combining for 32 points. Six win and seventh games for the Seas. And uh, just overall, you know, you gotta got to like the effort up and down. Tatum, Jalen Brown, each had solid games. Jalen Brown's night obviously ended a little bit early. Indeed, yeah. Earlier in the game, actually, I was thinking Jalen Brown reminds me of like a middle school player who's kind of growing into his body. You see him on the fast break, and he's almost like too athletic at times with the ball, trying to figure that out. And I think in a few years he probably will. But fast forward to the end of the third quarter. Here comes Brown. Smart on one side by Wiggins to the rack. Oh, He's concussed. A very scary moment it was, and shout out to the Minnesota fans giving Jalen Brown a hand, but it was one of those, oh my God moments when you're watching the TV, you stand up, 
Can't believe what you just saw. So early in the week, uh, Mr. Sean Silver gaining some international acclaim for his Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation uh, through a Sports Hub promo. It was fantastic. I want to hear Sean Silver watching that game as Macho Man Randy Savage when Jalen Brown takes a WWE fall off the rim. Well, it's okay to joke about it because everybody's fine. He came out of the locker room after the game, went to the hospital, everything's okay, right? So uh, now that we're clear on that, the Macho Man can have a little bit of commentary on what happened. And yeah, he went up for the dunk. He lost his grip, and he slammed to the floor like a macho man elbow off the top rope. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, Mr. Savage. And, yeah, luckily for Jalen Brown, it appears no structural damage. He, of course, continues concussion protocol. We'll have a headache for some time. I'd imagine we won't see him on Sunday. We turn towards Kyrie Irving. I'm really interested in his time on the floor, his usage rate. All right, Sean, so try and stay with me with the listeners. I know this is a bit complicated uh, here for a Celtics Express show. We like to keep it in layman's terms. But he is eighth in the league in usage rate, tied with LeBron James at 31%. Now, that's any time you shoot the ball, turn the ball over, or get to the free throw line. However, his turnover rate, second lowest among those top ten in usage rate, his true shooting is third among those in the top 10 of the usage category. So basically, Sean, we watch him throughout the game, and I always kind of thought this about him. He doesn't seem to really take over until he needs to, and I do think that's cost us a few games this year. Your thoughts on kind of how aggressive Kyrie is, and will we see him being more aggressive towards the playoffs in terms of playing time and usage rate? That's interesting, and I think that's a fair assessment by you. Uh, I think that NBA Math should be the website should be reaching out to you any day now. There you go, <laughs> Kyrie. Um, I felt felt the same way about him in Cleveland. Uh, actually, with this, except I didn't appreciate Kyrie Irving because I didn't <laughs> don't appreciate opponents of my favorite basketball team. Just kind of you know. He's going along out there, hitting a shot here, doing a little nifty move there. It, it almost looked kind of, you know, I used to say Kyrie Irving drives the basket. It almost looks like it's in slow motion. Like, why can't anyone stop him? Because it's so smooth and there's no wasted effort. You know, it's not this herky-jerky crazy thing that you see out of a lot of the athletic freaks in the NBA. It's just textbook, everything he does. So, you know, not seeing him really step up and look like he's playing with his hair on fire all the time was kind of like look at this guy this punk he's never really exerting himself out there he's so talented he's just kind of coasting along you know now as a Celtics fan I certainly have an appreciation for that I mean this is a guy who's averaged 36 minutes a game uh, in his uh, career for the playoffs those uh, three appearances that he had with the Cavaliers so clearly he's a guy that when it gets you know when it comes down to the come down his minutes tick up he uh, definitely steps up in the big situations when needed and uh, I have no doubt that he's going to do that for the Celtics. I mean, yes, it would be great to be seeing 100% Kyrie Irving just, you know, dunking on fools pretty much all the time uh, during the regular season, but this is a guy who we know needs maintenance and if the Seas are trying to save him a little bit, you know, a road game in Minnesota when the T-Wolves don't have Jimmy Butler is uh, maybe a good night to just play him 30 minutes. You know, I don't think that the knee the other night was a, a an actual knee problem per se. So they gave him a night off. He came back. He played 30 minutes. It was kind of close in the fourth quarter. They had him out there, but they didn't overexert Kyrie. They're saving him so they can run him out there and he can go nuts in the playoffs. 
Yeah, Kyrie putting in about 32 and change a game, five less than LeBron, five less than the Greek freak, a couple people who could give uh, the Celtics some issues come playoff time. So we'll see if that's a factor, and, yeah, he'll likely see some more time come the playoffs. But, yeah, it's tough to uh, tell Kyrie how to manage his body. But, uh, you know, my, my rub is that in that game against the Timberwolves, two minutes to go in the game, they're up like 14 points. He's dribbling the ball up the court. I really would prefer to see, you know, Terry Rozier or Shane Larkin handling those duties late in the game that really seems to be wrapped up. So we'll see what happens with that. That's really my only problem there, but a pretty good assessment. We appreciate that. So the end of the season, Mr. Silver, just a month away. The playoffs quickly approaching. Uh, now the Celtics 29-13 and 13 against the East, 17-7 and 7 against the West. They'll play Indiana on Sunday. They lost February 9th in Boston. My question is this. They gave up 35 points to Oladipo. We've seen huge games from superstars across the league, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid. Antetokounmpo's done very well against them, as well as some other superstars around the league. My question is this. We know the Celtics are a very good defensive team as a team. Are they individually going to be able to handle the superstars, which is so important come playoff time? I kind of wonder what the philosophy is there. I mean, do the Celtics know that they can you know, beat a team if they execute a certain strategy and just allow the superstar to get theirs? Or are they really trying to shut them down? I mean, right. um, we, we talked in, with the previous iteration of the Celtics when they had Jay Crowder and, oh, there's, you know, young, fresh legs that we can throw at LeBron and, and you know, guys who really seem to play him hard. Or we got a, we got a, a revolving door of, of castmates who can step up and, and try and guard LeBron. You look at, say, this year's playoffs, the Celtics do encounter the Cavaliers. You got, say, Jalen Brown, uh, assuming that everything's okay there. Uh, there's a guy who, you know, definitely shows some defensive promise. Jason Tatum has uh, defended far better, I think, than anybody thought. Uh, you also got Marcus Morris, who's got a reputation for uh, locking down LeBron. So, yeah, you, you, you have some guys who you can throw. Uh, in a one-on-one matchup uh, at some of these superstars, and Al Horford seems to usually take on the the lankier, uh, rangier big guys. You know, not the not the inside, you know, bang you down low type of guys. The Aaron Baines gets those assignments. So you, you just kind of wonder. I mean, do the Celtics let these guys get numbers? I mean, that's kind of my entire Al Horford corollary. I mean, guys can put up gaudy stat lines night in and night out, and yes, that probably means that they're good players. But just because you know, and Al Horford doesn't, or just because Kyrie Irving's usage isn't shooting through the ceiling and he's not averaging 30 points a game, that doesn't mean that the Celtics aren't extremely effective. And I expect that team philosophy to spill over into the playoffs and you know, whatever they're doing defensively, um, it's working. They're number one in the league. Uh, even if these guys go out and post some huge numbers, I, I still think that the Celtics are usually going to win. Very good. Al Horford will get the haters off his back at least for a couple days, Sean. And Marcus Morris, I think a very underrated defender in the paint. As always, Sean Macho Man is silver. We appreciate your time. Fantastic job as always. We will catch up soon. Taking a ride on the Celtics Express with Jay Corwin. Oh, yeah. You can't ask for any more than that, folks. We thank Sean Macho Man Silver at the Silver Fox on Twitter. If you want more Macho Man action from him, that's the spot. Hit Twitter, and oh, does it hit the spot. Next up for the Celtics, it is the Pacers Sunday at the Garden. You recall they lost February 9th in Boston in that game. There was also that earlier season matchup in Indiana with that last-second Terry Rozier steal and layup for the win. The two teams always play interesting games. Right now the Pacers tied with the Wizards for the fourth seed in the East. 
So with that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. As always, thanks for your time. We appreciate you. We thank our producer, Teddy Too Hot, our guest today, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. We wouldn't be here without him. Find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, otgbasketball.com, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Stay safe out there this weekend. If you've got to eat those laundry pods, please know when to say when. Until next time. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.